This is the Iyer What Now podcast, in which Mary Thompson and Jerry Thompson explore Ayurvedic principles and make them easy to understand so that you can benefit from this amazing health science. We're glad you're here. Okay. Hi, I'm Mary Thompson, and I'm here with my brother Jerry Thompson, and we are Iyer What Now? And today, I want to take a look at all those different food recommendations, the dietary recommendations and things that we have. So Jerry, good to see you. How are you doing? Hi, Mary. Good to see you too. Yeah. It was great to have your friend here last week and to talk with Jack about his experience of Ayurveda. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He he really had uh, added a lot to the conversation. I think he did. Because one of the things that struck me, he talked about how he really saw it as like common sense medicine. Right. And it was that, you know, if you're tired, just sleep. And if you're hungry, you eat and drink more water. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and today I had an email from, from a friend, a client who was asking about um, a client of hers who she wanted to have switched to a more vata pacifying breakfast, something that was um, like oats that's going to be moist okay. and dense um, to pacify yeah. vata. But the client felt like she needed more protein and she had, um, she wasn't getting enough protein with that breakfast. Mm-hmm. This is good because I'm primarily Vata. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and you eat <laughs> both. Nice <laughs> well, I do occasionally. <laughs> you know, and there's lots of good reasons to eat oatmeal, but it comes up to uh, something I thought would be interesting to talk about is some people think Ayurveda is one particular way of eating or one particular diet, one particular type of food, and that we get stuck in that. And when we don't know, what we're supposed to be doing or what we are, you know, we, we think there's so many rules that we're not sure how to take that first step, how to, how to do the thing we're supposed to do. Okay. Even that, I hate to say the thing I'm supposed to do, because it's one of the words we've come up with again and again and again is mindfulness. Correct. And I think a big part of how to tell if what I'm doing is the best thing for me to be doing is to check in with the body and see how does it feel, mm-hmm. you know, and then to, to say, okay, well that felt, you know, maybe I don't feel so good when I have this for breakfast, or maybe I don't feel so good when I do this behavior. And then the next, I think the harder part is saying, and then I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> It was just, it struck me as something that like, we're so bombarded with information about what we should be doing. Right. With low fat diets or high fat diets and low fat, low protein diets, high protein diets. Yeah. You you know, I, I do try to uh, have an overriding um, factor when I'm designing what I'm going to eat or what I'm going to do. It's that, well, I should enjoy myself. I, yep. Life's to be enjoyed, so I try to uh, um, tailor it with that, you know, mm-hmm. so that uh, uh, the idea that uh, I would say ice cream's high in saturated fat and calories and stuff, you know, well, okay, I won't have it every day, but mm-hmm. I'll really enjoy it when I get it. And the same thing, say, with uh, uh, red meat and other uh, uh, dietary things, just to, to have an overriding uh, view that I know what to do to be healthy. I also know what to do to be happy. And right. I, I like to balance those two. You know, I really love that. I love the idea that 
that I can have this food that may not be the most healthful food in the world for me, but it's going to nurture a part of me, maybe emotionally or maybe sensorially. I just like the taste of it and I can have it. I just am not going to be become a person who's having it every day. I think this is what you had said too. Like for a time you were doing it every night, have an ice cream every night. And then yeah, you went, yeah. oh, I'm not enjoying it as much as I am if I have it when I mm-hmm. want to have it. Then I'm anticipating saying, okay, yes. on Saturday, I'm going to have some ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> It's a date. It's an ice cream date. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I think too, it's that if you have something every day and you begin to notice that, oh, I don't feel so, so good with mm-hmm. it, you know, whatever the yeah. thing is. And yeah. so, so often we wait for a blood test or something to come back to tell us, oh, my cholesterol is too high. Now's the time I need to cut back on the red meat. Yeah. As opposed <laughs> to maybe checking in with the body and seeing how it feels on that. So tying it back to Ayurveda. Right. One of the things with Ayurveda about food is more about how we eat rather than what specifically we eat. Okay. And so did we ever talk about all the guidelines for healthy eating? Like not that I recall, but that's going to be a whole lot. Well, that'll be a whole podcast. But all I see right now is like one of the things Ayurveda is really big on is mindfulness. And so being really present or with your food. And that just means not doing different things while we're eating. Mm-hmm. So turning off the computer, turning off the TV, setting the phone down, and just being there and eating. And some people have a really hard time with that. But I think that it's going to help uh, people become aware of whether or not this food is one that's healthy for me or unhealthy for me. Okay. So so really uh, uh, sensing the food, tasting the food, being one with the food. (laughs) Yeah, being one with the food. Yes. (laughs) You know, it's that realization that when we pacify the nervous system, you know, when we're just Mm -hmm. doing one thing at a time, we're going to do a better job digesting. We're going to feel less anxiety. We're going to feel more um, present. We're going to feel just more calm. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the times we could look at if there's things we're doing that are pulling our attention away from what we're doing at the moment, which is eating. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was really fascinating and I should find the exact article that I read this in, but it talked about how the body prioritizes different senses So have Mm -hmm. you ever noticed, or you may have heard this, that like if you're on your phone or you're looking at your phone while you're driving, that your attention goes to the phone that you have, um, if you're, what they say, if you're texting and driving, you're, you're at the level of being a drunk driver, you know, as far as. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Probably worse. Right. (laughs) You're right. You're looking at the road. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're eating and driving, there's no loss in in that um i guess because you stay focused on the road and not on what you're eating yeah and so i was reading an article that was talking about how we prioritize like our eyes have priority over our mouth so -hmm. if our eyes are looking at something that's going to be it gives priority to that and so our the is not going to be as important but if we're eating the mouth said oh well we're just eating so we can eat and do a dozen different things at the same time where often i do yeah. <laughs> oh my God. 
I always think, you know, I was a kid, it was like the cereal box was always propped up in front of me and I'd be reading the back of the cereal box or reading a book on homework or Mm -hmm. all three at the same time. And that's been the hardest habit I've had to break is kind of the distractions while eating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and then I I suppose I like being social when we're eating too. Uh, uh, It's nice to be with somebody and sharing a meal. It seems to be uh, primal to the uh, human existence is that it's a sense of community. Now, I don't know if that would really draw away from it. I don't know if you have to be alone. Uh, you know, there are some people that talk about eating in silence. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I really think it's all about the nervous system. If I'm having a pleasant conversation with someone, then it's only mm-hmm. going to enhance my digestion, enhance the experience. If I am having a heated discussion with someone, if it's a business lunch or I'm having an argument with someone, then Mm -hmm. I'm more likely going to trigger some kind of nervous system response that's going to interfere with my digestion and I'm Mm -hmm. not going to be paying attention to the food. So I think it's just remaining mindful about, oh, I want to stay in a good mood here and calm. Mm -hmm. So I was... I don't know if I'll keep this in, but I always think of, of us growing up in a family with, you know, so many kids around the table. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. if there were many times that everybody was there, but we had um, seven kids in the family yeah. and our parents. Right. If, if everybody was there, I can, I can actually remember a few dinners where one of our brothers was probably in trouble for something. And it's like everybody at the table is just staring at their food and just eating as fast as they can because of the tension <laughs> going uh-huh. on. And that can be hard on digestion. So I think. Oh, yeah. 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 So pleasant conversation. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> well, like you said, like okay. social. That, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. But we're social. And so I think it's social animals. And so it's nice to have other people there. So I think one thing to consider if you're thinking about food is focusing on how we eat. And we'll do a podcast, one of these next ones about um, all the advice Ayurveda has for how people can eat and mm-hmm. maximize the nutritional value of the food. With food, with particular diets, you know, one of the things we talked about was the different seasons for the different doshas. Right, right. And eating in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, that rather than getting uh, strawberries from Chile uh, right. during the winter, uh, enjoy strawberries when they're actually locally uh, grown and uh, right. fresh. And your body is meant to sort of cycle with nature. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so so getting grapes all year round probably isn't the best way to think about it. Yeah. So it was the thing, going back to that email, it's kind of the thing is this the right choice for this person at this time? Maybe this time of year is a good time to have more protein in her breakfast. Maybe in the fall and winter is a better time to have some of those dense carbohydrates in her, in her diet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know because I don't know this person, but it's really about saying, okay, so if this isn't serving me, what would serve me better? You know, and it's not about an article that I read that says I should do this thing, but it's more about checking in with um, my state of mind and my mm-hmm. state of body that's going to go on. So I guess the question that I'd have is how do I determine what's serving me better or not, whether I should be having cottage cheese for breakfast or oat? Uh, that is a really good question. If I look at like time of year, 
This is a time of year when it's coming up on springtime. And so it's a little bit mm-hmm. heavier and moister. And so we're looking at dry, drier foods. And so this would be a good time probably for like greens and things like that. Maybe eggs and greens for breakfast, a little bit more protein and greens okay. that are mm-hmm. going to be a little bit drier. Then in the springtime, in the summertime, when it's hot and dry, then maybe the oatmeal would come in or the cottage cheese could come in. These are all really good choices or even a fruit salad, depending upon the degree of hunger. And I I think real important is depending upon the degree of activity that I've got coming up that I need that food to fuel. Mm -hmm. And then when I look in the fall to winter, when I'm trying to conserve energy, I'm trying to, I'm like a hibernating bear. I'm going to conserve energy. Now I've got definitely got the oatmeal coming in because that's going to convert more into some stored fat for the winter time. But I think one of the challenges is, I guess I'm all over the place, but I think one of the challenges is we live in a time of endless summer now, which is not not because of global warming, but just because of food availability. We don't go within in the wintertime. We don't hibernate or we don't work on our tools or (laughs) pull back from society. (laughs) We just turn on the lights and we keep doing stuff. So it's it's like we almost have to artificially create this cycle of time for ourselves. Now, if I have more vata dosha, like you and I do, mm-hmm. right. it means that all year long, I want to make sure that my foods have kind of a lot of density and nutrition to them. Okay. But what I could do is look at, oh, in the springtime, maybe I could consume a smaller portion. In the summertime, mm-hmm. what I love about the summertime is all the fresh fruits and vegetables that are accessible. Right. And that's the time when I can really go crazy with salads and fruit salads and all kinds of different vegetables that are in season. Mm-hmm. And then in the fall, we're going to be better off with those kind of the stored nutritional value in the grains and the legumes and the that'd be my oats are going to come in there. Some of the more root vegetables, heavier vegetables. And then just eating kind of to the appetite. Okay. If I have more pitta, my big shift here is going to be portion size because pittas tend to have higher metabolism. So right. they, can, they can burn off more energy. And if they're really active, they're probably going to need a little bit more of those dense carbohydrates to get the energy they need for the work they're going to do, for the metabolic work they're going to do. Um, this time of year, Pitta and this is springtime when we're recording this. Um, pittas are getting ready, like summertime's going to be hot. So they want to do mm-hmm. this time of year to avoid overheating. So they cut back on spices. Um, they eat more greens because greens have a lot of bitter quality and cold, drink more mm-hmm. water. So I think that mm-hmm. for all three doshic types, this time of year is a really great time for greens. Uh, but okay. It's just because it's setting you up to cool down and clean out the system. When you say greens. Oh, greens. That that would include like broccoli, uh, spinach, kale, uh, uh, just lettuce in general, um, Mm -hmm. romaine lettuce and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all the lettuces. You mentioned kale, really, really popular. If you haven't tried chard, not talking about you. I know you've tried chard. (laughs) hasn't tried chard bok choy like go to that i always say go to that section that you well if you're a vata that usually just walk right by and don't even look at is your yeah yeah that's right i didn't know what an endive is yeah i recently uh our 
regular grocery store is shut down and there's right. an Asian market that's right near us, they had a whole wall uh, of just greens, all kinds of greens, of bok choy and things. I, I, so many that I'd never heard of before. Okay, are vatas the ones that are more likely to need greens, right? No, kaffas, kaffas and pittas. Kaffas, okay, okay. Kaffas are the ones that really are gonna be more likely to lean towards greens. Mm -hmm. So at any rate, the whole, I, I've just never seen such a selection of greens. And yet I couldn't find a box of bisquick anywhere in the store. <laughs> <laughs> where are my convenience foods where are my american convenience foods in this chinese yeah, that's right that's right <laughs> but you know and that's you know what's really interesting is like you go through and you see these things and i think our first thing is to go i have no idea what to do with this so i'm going to walk right by and not try it right, and it's right. kind of like with greens chop them up stir fry them and see what you like not just yeah, and again okay. not just talking to you and me but i think Anybody mm -hmm. listening is, this is a time of year where you could be adventurous with those vegetables. And I love that you have mm -hmm. an Asian grocery right there because they usually do have yeah. a lot of things we've never heard of, never tasted. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. And not to get too uh, into my personal life, but here in, in Melpitas, there's an Indian grocery store, there's a Filipino grocery store, there's an Asian grocery store, there's a Latino grocery store. They pretty much have uh, uh, just every uh, uh, ethnic um, group of uh, different places to go and shop. Mm -hmm. That's so lucky because then you can explore different tastes and see what what really serves. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this this whole conversation started because of this email where someone had you know really believed that there I got to have more protein, and yeah, for some people more protein. If I'm going through a time period where I am building a lot of tissue, like I'm doing more weight training or anything, I need to up that protein intake. If I am, and we have to look at the source of the protein, right? Because I think you yeah. and I were talking even before we recorded about red meat and, mm -hmm. you know, that's not always great for people, you know, that's. Yeah. It's got the saturated fat that can, you know, yeah, so, your uh, HDL. Yeah, so lean proteins are good. Um, I generally think eggs are good. Then you've talked about mm -hmm. some dairy, like cottage cheese. There's lots of good protein sources out there. Sure. And I do believe, though, there's not like one diet that's right for everybody. Mm -hmm. I was reading um, stuff by Dean Ornish and the people who did the Forks Over Knives um, documentary. And they really push for heart health, a vegan diet. And there are lots of plant sources of protein. So a person could still get adequate proteins. But is the vegan diet a good diet? Is it the best for everyone? I, For me personally, it takes a ton of consciousness to be a, any kind of vegetarian at all. It's like you have to really, I have to, I shouldn't say you, but I have to really be aware of and conscious yeah. of what I'm eating because otherwise I end up creating vitamin deficiencies and mineral deficiencies mm -hmm. because I'm not making good choices. You know, I uh, uh, work out with somebody that um, is a vegan mm -hmm. and she and uh, another person that I worked out with were both vegan and exceptional, uh, exceptionally healthy as far mm -hmm. as their, their body size and their endurance and stuff. But, and they would not only be vegan, they'd also be gluten-free. Uh -huh. And 
so so which takes i i said how do you do it they says well you, there's plenty to eat and then they go over all this stuff i'd never heard of before <laughs> and, uh, but but i i assume they don't have vitamin deficiencies by seeing that they're consistently healthy they mm -hmm. have a uh, good endurance their skin looks really good they're uh, um they have uh i i, I want to say this correctly uh a good mood they, they aren't um mm -hmm. cycling into negative uh, things that i'm aware of they seem yeah. to be very doing well with a vegan diet and gluten like i say and then gluten-free too mm -hmm. yeah i remember getting a book one time for for my son that was called the no meat athlete and it was about mm -hmm. who, was, who was a vegan and was a weight trainer was a weightlifter and and mm -hmm. so it's just i think it's all possible and i think there are some people i knew a couple husband and wife mm -hmm. are both vegan both ate the same diet he was a paragon of health. You know, he was mm. probably five, five or 10 years younger than me and looked five or 10, five or 10 years older than me and looked five or 10 years younger than me. Mm -hmm. And, um, but she was not, you know, she had mm. struggles with weight and she had struggles with her skin and lots of infections and a weak immune system. And it was just one of those that I kind of went, huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So they have the same diet. Right. I mean, they, they, they aren't eating different foods. Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. But oh, it was yeah. it was for one of them. It was the right diet for another one. It was not. And I guess this is what I mean when you say, look at see how the body's responding. That mm -hmm. just because my mind wants to eat this food doesn't mean my body wants me to eat that food. Makes sense. And I think I, I there was one person, another one of my clients was working with a man who um, had a vegetarian diet. And then he was saying, but he didn't like lentils. And it was just like, it was, he didn't like lentils or dolls, any kinds of beans or anything like that. And I said, mm -hmm. well, what's he doing for protein? And she was like, I can't find it. So, oh, so, so I think it's important that we have carbs, proteins, and fats. Mm -hmm. We might right. look at the degree to which, but then listening to how the body's doing. And if we can get that stillness while we're eating, we may be more aware of how I'm reacting to the food or how it is. Um, how it is in me, how it is. I had a client one time that I had him set a, an alarm on his watch mm -hmm. for about a half an hour to an hour after he ate because he didn't know if he had any digestive issues. And mm -hmm. he said, I don't think I have any problems. And I said, well, just do this for a couple of days. Set your alarm for about an hour after you eat and let me know. And he comes back, he goes, you gave me gas. Yeah. <laughs> I never had gas before you had me stop and look at my watch. <laughs> Uh, but you could look and check in after a meal like an hour after and see how do i feel do i feel sluggish mm -hmm. do i feel energized and do am i gassy do i have hyperacidity um, do i feel mm -hmm. bloated sluggish do i want to take a nap these could all be indicators that that food wasn't really serving you in the way you want it mm -hmm. to did you have any any other thoughts on that? Well, I, I'm just going to try to summarize some of the things that we talked about. Oh, great! Is that uh, um, you'd mentioned that the uh, uh, kapha folks, the people who are more kapha, they should have more greens, and I, I would assume that's probably also associated with more fiber in their diet uh, uh, because they do have tend to have a a, a slower metabolism, and, and they, the fiber will help to uh, keep them regular. And um, the Vata people would lean more towards uh, uh, complex carbs because they need the extra energy. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, I guess so because they they they're kind of 
uh, moving more. It's not going to fit the people uh, because they're pushing themselves. They're, they're more um, uh, uh, focused on uh, uh, do more, uh, that they would lean more towards protein as a just general. And then season-wise, of course, you always want to eat seasonally with what's happening in your um, nearby so that you're one with the season uh so what's happening in your own area but um in the fall where um it's uh, uh, you would have building more carbs uh, uh to get uh just because things are kind of slowing down and it's going to be like winter and you're going to pull through as you're going into winter in the spring you would get more uh carbs I guess, and uh, uh, greens. And then in the uh, summer, uh, uh, fresh fruit. So so then again, more uh, uh, carbs there. But um, and uh, Different kind of carbs. Up. Isn't it funny? Yeah. Like fresh fruit, you get those yeah. real simple carbs. And... Yeah, yeah. So, so then it's more simple carbs, uh, uh, like fruits and, um, uh, yeah, and, and, and sweeter things. Yeah. Is that, that's kind of a summary of what we were saying in general. Yeah. yeah. So I've got it with the, uh, the different doshas as well as the season. Awesome. I can say you're becoming a wonderful teacher of Ayurveda. Um, <laughs> other thing we talked about, which we will talk more about, is paying attention to how you're eating so that mm -hmm. you're so you're present with your food, pleasant conversations, staying in a calm state of mind. And we'll yeah. talk a lot more about Ayurveda's view on how to eat, but it's it's all about mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, of course. Mindfulness and enjoy it. And and I, I like the uh, thing that I just came up with is that um, I should uh, uh, know what makes me healthy, but also know what makes me happy and, uh, and enjoy life with uh, what I'm eating, as well as, well as being healthy. Yeah, mm -hmm. healthy and happy. Yeah. I think that's so important, and I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So thank you, Jerry. Okay, but, okay. good deal. I, I had a great time talking today. Ah, awesome. Well, this is Mary Thompson and Jerry Thompson, and we're wishing you good health. Bye now. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash You can always find us for free wherever you find your podcasts. And remember to subscribe so you'll have access to the latest episodes. We're glad you're here.